2: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Cheaper Than Therapy, a podcast that journeys into conversations with the intention of demystifying, destigmatizing, and desensitizing what really gets talked about behind the closed doors
1: of the therapy room. I'm Vanessa Bennett. And I'm Danae Selkin. And we're seekers, soul sisters, and holders of sacred space. So join us as we dive into the ways that therapy can be connecting not only to yourself, but also to those around you. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Cheaper Than Therapy. Today, we're going to do a session with Kate. And Kate reached out with a struggle that Danae and I feel like we can actually commiserate, especially Danae more than anybody um, can commiserate with, which is just the state of the world right now. But being a single parent with a five year old, how do you manage it all? How do you date? How do you, you know, keep yourself afloat and focus on yourself and self care and all the things when mm. you feel like you have so much to juggle. Mm -hmm. Um, and I obviously I'm not doing it justice. I want you to take us through a Cape, but I feel like that's kind of the 30,000 foot view. So why don't you just take us through, you know, what the, the, what the struggle has been for you?
3: Yeah, for sure. Um, so I, um, I have primary custody of my five-year-old. So, um, I've been divorced for a year. Um, I was with my ex-husband for 18 years. Um, and so when we, um, I initiated the separation, I um, mean, he made the choice to move to Chula Vista, so I have really just been essentially the primary caregiver of my daughter, mm. and I work in the field of social services. So, unfortunately, I've not been able to stay home. Um, my work has gotten busier than than it was before, mm. so I'm dealing with that. And then, what I and why I kind of reached out to you guys is, I grew up in a pretty chaotic environment, and I'm leaving. My ex-husband sort of brought up everything that I had been running from and numbing out on. So during this time, during this pandemic, I'm trying to juggle taking care of a five-year-old making sure that she is protected as much as possible from not only the effects of the divorce, Mm. um, but my mental health. Mm. Um, I want to make sure that I'm doing the best that I can and she's not really feeling any of the impact of my struggles And then now this pandemic, which has been really difficult for all of us. Mm -hmm. So what I'm finding is that I sort of lose myself. I think the weekends that I don't have her, I miss her terribly, obviously. But I have moments of reflection and sort of being able to find myself again and really feel that grounding experience of being in connection with myself. And then once the week starts, I lose it. So Mm -hmm. I just get so caught up in um, really trying to just take care of like the the major things that go on. We just had the whole kindergarten debacle. Trying to figure out where she would go um, mm-hmm. since I can't stay home. <laughs> mm-hmm. I hear some deep breaths. Yeah, we all relate. So, and it's been difficult because I don't have his support. Mm-hmm. I don't have his financial support either. So mm-hmm. I'm working on that, and that's part of what I'm. My journey has been is learning to set boundaries. But I know what I'm really trying to do is just find a way to connect with myself more often, I left the marriage because I felt like I was wasting my life. Mm -hmm. Um, I just felt like I was sort of living in like a a whole kind of numbing out. And so I left the marriage to really honor myself and give myself a life that's worth living and give myself the life I'm intended to live. But I'm finding it's really hard unless I can like, you know, run away, do the whole eat, pray, love thing and run away to other people. Yeah, it is. So that's kind of, that's kind of where I'm at right now.
1: You know, I want to, I want to first say, I commend you. I mean, without knowing too many of the details, I commend you for honoring yourself and listening to what it was that you needed and, and leaving something that you had been in for so long. Right. Because I think that, and I'm sure you know this, people don't do that. Right. Like we know a lot of people, we've seen a lot of people who would just stay because the other thing seems harder, even if that is what their soul and their heart really needs and desires so
3: yeah I think thank it's worthy you. of
1: putting that out there yeah yeah, yeah. thank you
3: yeah it was a, Um, I, I believe in a higher power that's just mm-hmm. kind of my um belief system and it was definitely a higher power thing mm-hmm. um, I sort of felt like I was like moving towards a light mm-hmm. like not you know like i um, dead mm-hmm. light but like I just it, it was something very weird where I was like saying things that I didn't even I was really, I allowed my heart to speak and I don't know where I got the courage from, to be honest with you. It somehow came there and I think I was just able to just live in the moment for those couple months where I really got to make the decision and move forward even when it was really difficult. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You know, Kate, I think even in that decision- That is already such powerful modeling that you're doing for your daughter, you know, choosing myself, insisting upon myself and this one one life that I have, right? So Mm -hmm. how do I want to live it? That is already something you are teaching her, just being in your presence, in standing in your truth. And I think, you know, I'm so glad that you reached out to us because I feel like what you're speaking to is so much of what so many parents are struggling with Mm. right now, so many different levels of it, right? Like, I think this pandemic, all of the deep uncertainty that all of us are facing um, has brought up so much childhood trauma for so Mm. many of us, right? Like times I've been, like, felt like things are out of control, times that things have been just, like, deeply uncertain for me and what's going to happen next. It's all sort of coming to the surface. In addition to that, I'm navigating being a single parent for the first time, you know, in addition to that, I'm trying to be a person while a single parent in the midst of a time when it's really difficult, frankly, to be a person in general. Um, (laughs) So it's a little bit of the perfect storm. And I think just your awareness of how much I'm trying to juggle is is really powerful in and of itself, right? Like Mm -hmm. you are tuned into that and aware, like this is a lot. I think what, you know, Vanessa, and I probably talk about a lot, and I'm, I'm sure you know is that when you um you said you're a social worker, is that right? I am so when I have a fair amount of awareness of you know things that go on with kiddos and things I want to get right, <laughs> I feel like yeah. there can be like this added <laughs> pressure of like, I can't yeah. screw this up this, you know with my child, I want to mm-hmm. make sure that i'm not yeah. I'm not doing this wrong, right? And yeah. I think you know for us we really have to sort of also give ourselves the grace that we would offer other people, right? Like we have to take some of our own advice in that, you know, just being there, just being present, that in and of itself is enough a lot of times, mm-hmm. right? Um, we don't have to do it perfectly. We just sort of have to be good enough
1: parents. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and what so- is perfect even, right? Yeah. I mean, to your point, Danae, it's like we all, we've all been there seen that, you know, in our, in our, our world of work, if you will. And um, I would say the people that come out the best are the ones that do have that solid support system that no matter what, they know that you're there and that you've got their back and that you're teaching them to Danae's point to like honor themselves. Right. Um, And, and in saying that too, it's like, I don't want to, I don't want to poo-poo that, that, that um, the struggle of all of this is is not minimized by us saying you're still doing a good job, right? I mean, mm-hmm. because you're in it and it feels mm-hmm. sometimes like you can't keep your head above water. And that is that is valid. Um, you now I wonder how is I guess Man, I'm struggling right now to formulate words. I've got so many thoughts that I want to bring. No worries, I (laughs) relate. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, I wonder what does the dynamic look like. Could you give us a little bit of background on, like, how how has your daughter been? You know, since coming through this, like, what's the Mm -hmm. dynamic with her dad? You know, like, what are you witnessing? I guess in in how it's unfolding.
3: Um, So initially, she really struggled. Um, So my ex moved out last summer. So um, initially, she really struggled with attachments. So she couldn't be in the room by herself. Um, we've been co-sleeping. I'm, I'm trying to like pull away from that, but it's really difficult. So we've been co-sleeping off and on since then.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: When the pandemic hit, it was extremely difficult for her. Um, she was having really, really bad anxiety. So mm-hmm. she wasn't sleeping at night. She was waking up numerous times throughout the night, extremely clingy. Um, So as a parent too, that's something I really am trying to give myself grace with because those moments when it's like, all I want is just to breathe and like Mm -hmm. have a moment to just stare at the wall. um, Those are the moments when she like, yeah, she literally wants to be on top of me, like Mm -hmm. clinging onto me. So um, she's better now. I mean, I think the last year was definitely difficult. We, I live with my parents at the moment. That's something else that I'm working on changing It's just moving out, but um, Mm -hmm. they've been really supportive. So that has been something consistent with her where she has those support systems. And then one of the things that I've seen with her is just her really acting out. So she's, she's really tough and I'm grateful for that. Like I, I, I have faith that she's going to, um, be able to honor herself. She's different than me. Like I'm such a people pleaser. And that's not how my daughter is. She's a little, little sassy pants and I love it. So what I'm seeing with her, is she's like becoming bossier. Like she's trying to really control the environment. So mm-hmm. what I'm trying to do is just teach her, but also give her that space to have some control of things.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And with kindergarten, she started last week, she's actually like rocking it. She's doing a really good job. Yeah. So I'm, I'm grateful for that. But it, it has been a struggle. And I think for her, and I liked what you said, Danae, about I feel like sometimes the more knowledge we have, sometimes it's harder because mm-hmm. um, I'm constantly worrying about what's going on in her head and how she's mm-hmm. perceiving things.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. So yeah, but I, I think that she's probably better than she has been in the last year.
1: Well, the reason why I even ask, and I guess I didn't even know why I was asking when I was asking, I was just kind of letting it yeah. come up. Was yeah, um, in hearing you say that, it's almost so much more reassurance that it feels like you are there, like you are witnessing her. You are, mm-hmm. you know, you're not controlling it for her, you're not taking it away, mm-hmm. you're not band-aiding it, you know, because we can't, right? But it sounds yeah. like you're really present, actually, and and you're really aware of what's happening with her, and so if I can feel it, because <laughs> I can yeah. literally feel that, my body. I oh, cool. Thank you. She can too. Yeah, um, I appreciate that.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, like, I resonate so much, Kate, with so much of what you're, you're talking about. Um, I separated from my kiddo's dad in October. And so, you know, a lot of these things that like sort of come yeah. up where you're like, like initially like just like the co-sleeping like wanting to be in bed with you every night and it's like ah like are we creating environments (laughs) that are like this isn't a good thing and it's like I think so much of it you do a really beautiful job of putting words to the things that you're seeing Mm -hmm. allowing for whatever she's feeling to be okay like Vanessa said I can hear it in the way that you speak Mm -hmm. and I think that does so much for them right I think the more that we can sort of make space for ourselves and are you know obviously in an age-appropriate way but like articulating this is what I'm feeling and it's like yeah. sometimes mommy is overwhelmed and frustrated yeah. and we get to feel that way and that's all okay you know that's part of our human experience but more and more I am learning as I've become a parent that our work is not so much about like sheltering them from all the hard things yeah. it's allowing them to see for themselves you can do these hard things. You can sort of ride these difficult waves mm-hmm. because mommy's doing it and it's not easy for mommy, but she is getting through it and you can too. I believe in you, you know?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. That's awesome. Yeah. I really appreciate that. I, I think I don't give myself enough credit for her. Um, she does. It's funny though, the other day I was having a really difficult morning and I said, you know, mom's feeling really frustrated right now. And she's mm. like, yeah, mom, I can tell. <laughs> <I'm>
1: like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> but you put so, words to it, and yeah. guess what? You I know do. probably better than most how many don't do that, yes. right? Yeah. And then and then they take that over to the corner, and they're like, I must be doing something wrong. It must be yeah. me, right? I know something's going on, but she won't admit that something's going on. So maybe it's yeah. me, crazy, right? So the fact that you were able to do that. That, it feels small, but people don't give the credit where credit's due. That's a big deal.
3: Yeah, thank you. I pre- I do yeah. appreciate that. You guys are lovely. And I, I know for me, too, like one thing that I do struggle with because my, my mom um, was agoraphobic when I was growing up, mm. um, and my sister has borderline personality disorder. Um, and so I, I did have those feelings of, like, mm-hmm. you know, what can I fix? How can I fix them so uh-huh. that there's no tension in the room? Like, how can I be better so the family is better? Um, and I know for me, I I really want to do what I can to help her not have those feelings.
2: Yeah. I, I gotta be honest, Kate, like, I don't feel worried about you as a mom. Like, I really feel <laughs> like you, nice. you know how, you know how to do this now. Yeah. I do yeah. want to talk about you as, as Kate. As right? you. Yeah. So let's, okay. let's bring you into the conversation a little bit. What has cool. rediscovering yourself as a single woman felt like this last year?
3: So it was initially terrifying. Um, There was a joke. I live in LA and my, my brother was actually joking that they should do like a mural of me, like the crying girl in LA with like me in my car with like Jackson Brown on a loop Mm -hmm. (laughs) because the initial six months was extremely difficult. And I, like I said, it was really hard. It just brought up a lot of abandonment issues. Mm -hmm. I think maybe the more pain that I've ever felt in my life. And I say that only for people that are listening to this that are also going bored in a divorce. It, it's like I've never felt that much pain in my life. And so I, I definitely went to Al Anon, I went to some therapy. Mm. Now, what it feels like is I sort of feel like I was walking around hunched over for the last 20 years, mm. and I've learned to stand up straight. Mm what I'm trying to do is just honor myself and like finding things that I like. I think when I left the marriage, I didn't even have a favorite movie because I never got to decide what we watched. Not in like a mean way. I think I just kind of gave in to whatever he wanted. Right. So now it's really just about, sometimes it's really small things. Mm-hmm. Like what music do I want to listen to? What podcast do I want to listen to? What movie do I want to watch? And then There's other things where it's like, you know, taking control of my finances. I think just learning how to adult Mm -hmm. without looking to somebody for help. I think that's a lot of it is just, and I think that's what I struggle with is really believing in myself that I can take care of myself Mm -hmm. financially, you know, emotionally, all of that stuff.
2: Mm. Well, let me just please affirm for a moment, sister. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You are a warrior. Mm -hmm. You know, when you think about the length of your relationship, the courage that it took to say, I want a different life for myself. And, um, you know, to the point of what Vanessa was saying, a lot of people will have an awareness of that truth and continue to push it down for the rest of their life. The courage that it takes to actually step into that takes my breath away.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: And so... I think, you know, just sort of continuing to remind yourself of you have done the hardest part of this work, right? Now what you get to do, you get to do is all of the things that you're talking about, right? (laughs) I get to cultivate a love affair with Kate now. I get to step into all of the things that I want to do. And what I find is so beautiful about this space is it becomes genuinely like, choose your own adventure. Like I... Get to write the permission slip to myself <laughs> to do whatever <laughs> I want to do with my time. Now, listen, I, I have a young kiddo too, so I know it's like, yeah. well, some of that is easier said than done. Yeah, I can't yeah. just like fly <laughs> off to Bali tomorrow. I, I do have strange. a kid. And yeah. yet, um, you know, the age that our kiddos are it will not always be the case, but I do still think that mm-hmm. there are ways to cultivate little bits of what I love about this life into my life consistently, you know? Well, like, right.
1: Even like what she was just saying about like the movies or the music or the podcast, like that kind of stuff feels to me like people might be like, oh, that like, that's poo It's so small, but it's not, it's, it's actually so a big deal. Bad. And that stuff feels like stuff you can do while yeah. also spinning the plate of child rearing, you know? Yeah, and, and also to Danae's point, giving yourself the credit for Maybe it is just I got sucked into the Netflix hole and I chose which movie I want to watch. But maybe actually some of the work is to take a beat and go, you know what though? But I did that thing. I chose it. This is what I wanted to do. This is my movie. This is my responsibility, my choice. You know, just like reminding yourself as you're doing these little things, they're not that little. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, I, I totally agree. And I, I know, um, with that too, uh, bringing back to the pandemic, I think that's, what's also been difficult is not being able to do those things. You know, I, I really love going to the Getty and I'd actually like mm-hmm. planned a day off to like go by myself. It's like on my bucket list. It's such mm-hmm. a small thing, mm-hmm. but it's like on my bucket list of, I like, I want to go to the Getty on my own. Mm-hmm. But the Netflix for sure, like those small things. And again, like finding my own movie, like it's Mm -hmm. such a silly thing, but it's that question that always comes up and I've never been able to answer it. Mm -hmm. And so those moments where I'm really enjoying something and I think I'm finally, I'm having moments where I just feel like complete peace Mm -hmm. and connected. Yeah, I was really numb for a really long time. And that feeling of being connected and feeling completely grounded Mm -hmm. is there more often than it's ever been. Um, Can I ask you, Kate,
2: just for someone who might be listening, who's in the place now that you were, how do you sort of, in retrospect, look back and know that I was numb? Like, what were the thoughts? Like, how do you sort of reflect on that time with an awareness now of what you weren't able to see then, do you think?
3: I know one thing I, it's hard to explain, but I would wake up and it's kind of weird, but I remember every single morning I would wake up in the morning and have a moment of feeling lost. Mm. Like I don't, it's kind of odd to say, but I, I think that was one of the things that was such a um, huge turning point for me is just waking up and every morning having to reestablish who I was. Mm. And it's interesting because I woke up for a second this morning and kind of had that. And then I was like, no, I'm good. And I remembered like, and I don't think I would have remembered that if I hadn't had the experience this morning, to be honest sure. with you. But I just remember that. I, I think also never really feeling safe. Mm. I think there was a lot of checking in with other people. Mm. When I started to feel kind of that pit in my stomach, um, I, would, I would push it down and kind of be like, oh, I'm okay, or check in with somebody.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, just to feel like I was like anchored to something, mm-hmm. um, and that's like codependency at its finest. <laughs> right,
1: right. Getting your getting it oh, from the gosh. outside, right? The external yeah. versus the end. Yeah.
3: And I know it more, and I think just not caring. I mean, there was a lot of like there apathy. were a lot of situations in our relationship. What was that? Like apathy,
1: just being apathetic. Yeah.
3: yeah. Yeah. Um, and a lot of times where I would, you know, and it's it's just silly things, and you know, my ex-husband and we were both doing the best that we could, but. You know, like just deciding where we were gonna eat or what we were gonna watch. And it became an argument. And then I just really didn't care. Like, that's mm-hmm. cool. Like, whatever you want, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I'm just kind of going through the motions.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it's, I hear often what you're describing as, you know, life as this thing that I have to get through. Yes. Versus this thing that I get to live. Right. Yeah. Like, as I hear you talking about your life now, I feel so excited for you because Mm -hmm. it's like the possibility is so alive, right? And yes, we are in the midst of a time that could not have been foreseen. And so (laughs) there is a lot of navigating what this is. And yet this will not be what it is forever. And like we were talking about, there are ways to sort of... You know, cultivate little bits of love for my life in my everyday now. You know, like I have loved like decorating my bedroom in a way that feels like this is my room.
3: Yeah,
0: (laughs) I love it. You
2: know, little things. Yeah,
3: it's really cool actually because we um I I was living in my um daughter's bedroom while he we were living together a few months before he moved out and then he Mm -hmm. left in my walls are now maroon and -hmm. it is beautiful Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) my best friend came over and it's like the prettiest color and I'm just like oh my gosh like this is me like I love this that's so sad so yeah and
1: so that's the stuff right like even I mean people can't see your face but like to see Mm. the way your face just lit up when you spoke about this color and how this color like actually made you feel, right? Yeah. And and it, so it's like tapping into that, right? Like it sounds like you have a little bit of that practice already there, right? Mm-hmm. Taking that moment to to pause and say like what is that? Oh, that's joy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> actually that's freedom. Yeah, that's aliveness That's expansiveness, right? Like putting the words to it and saying, "Oh, mm-hmm. that's what that is." And here's the thing, I'm not trying to Pollyanna this this shit is also (laughs) really hard, right? Like we, you know, you know this, like we are meant to do this with other people. So there are going to be times, I know you said you're dating somebody, but there are going to be times where like, yeah, it's great that I now found a movie that I love, but I wish I had someone here to enjoy it with. Right. Of course that kind of stuff is going to come up. It's inevitable. And can we allow both of those truths to exist and not have the, but I wish someone was here to share it with, or I wish this pandemic wasn't going on so I could be doing more to trump the things that you're actually sitting in and -hmm. those experiences of joy to actually be just that. And I think that's a little bit of the work, right? Um, It's this idea of holding attention of the opposites. Like can we allow both of those truths to be true? Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Um, And I, I, that is so true. And I think even with, with my daughter and I, I think a lot of what I feel, and I, again, I'm saying this because I'm sure other people will will relate, is there is a lot of regret. I think just with things, you know, her first day of school, Mm -hmm. um, these milestone moments where I I didn't anticipate that I would be doing them alone. And so for me, I think it's been sort of a constant grieving process. Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of times it's unexpected. Mm -hmm. The whole kindergarten thing, I didn't expect it to be so, um, painful. Like I didn't expect mm-hmm. to have that regret and yes. for her and for me of mm-hmm. like, geez, like, you know, this is not what I anticipated. And so I, I know I try to just sit with it and like honor it for a little bit and feel it.
1: Mm-hmm. And can you name um, it right. Like what you just did, yeah. can you do that in a way where you're not putting your experience on her obviously, but especially if you guys, yeah. it sounds like you guys are as in sync as you are. If you're, feeling some of that from her can you put words to it you know like hey it seems like you know like maybe this is this is difficult is this a little difficult for you and and I can imagine her being like kind of you know like I'm a little nervous or I'm a little scared or whatever it is and be like yeah I feel that like I am too yeah and helping her know that she can say that she can name it out loud and because here's the thing she doesn't to protect you yeah right which you grew up doing she doesn't have to shield you she can say to you, you know, mom, I'm a little nervous. I'm a little scared, or you know what? I wish dad was here. Yeah. And she doesn't have to not say that for fear of hurting your feelings because she's watching you in your vulnerability and in your strength also put words to things, you know?
3: Yeah, yeah, which is what I I hope for mm-hmm. for her. And I think for me, I know that I really have a habit of just, um, again, like numbing out, like just really pushing things down. um, And then they explode later. And so I know for me, just giving myself those moments of like honoring those feelings, even though I think this is the first time I've like said it out loud. Cause when you instigate something too, like, I kind of feel like, well, I made that decision. Like I got to suck it up and deal with it. Right. But that, and then with the pandemic also, it's like, you're right. Like just watching a movie, you know, like being like, okay, there's nothing else to do. Like, this and kind of choice. wanting. Yeah. Yeah. Like here I am. And I think sometimes it's like, oh geez, like this isn't what I anticipated. You know, like I think when I did instigate it, I
1: sort of pictured a more eat pray love situation. Mm. And the universe was like, Nope, we're gonna keep you in yeah. your house. And you're gonna have to really <laughs> sit with us.
3: Yes, that darn universe. I know.
2: Yeah, and and I think sometimes yeah. it's important to sort of name that, you know, in the midst of the eat pray love experience, I'm sure Elizabeth Gilbert wasn't always feeling all of the meaning and all yep. of the conclusions yeah. that she came that's to in the space post. of writing, right? But, yeah, for you know, sure. This is the book that I've written at the end. And sometimes when we are in it, it it is, yeah. you know, um, like waves that hit us, and it's like, whoa, where did that come from? That grief just like yeah. took me out. I wasn't expecting the first day of school to feel this way.
3: Yes, and that's
2: okay. You know, I'm still here yeah. feeling it. You know.
3: Yeah yeah for sure and I know with her it's funny because she talks about crying on the bathroom floor Mm
2: -hmm. she's
3: like you don't really know you're going through something until you cry on the bathroom floor and there's like a moment where I was like in a public space and I was like Mm -hmm. in a stall crying on the bathroom floor and I actually kind of laughed and I was like Elizabeth Gilbert right here I am on a bathroom
1: floor (laughs) It has a (laughs) way with that one
3: she really does yeah um so it's so true like I think it's maybe just understanding that it's a package deal like I think Mm -hmm. um walking through this situation like I know that there is a and I see I see the light in all honesty it's so much better than it was Mm -hmm. but just knowing that each time I'm like going through these difficult times you know where it's like kindergarten or pandemics or even just a really hard um I actually ended up getting COVID I'm okay but it was um that was also really difficult because it it was extremely lonely um and I Mm -hmm. sort of was waiting for my knight in shining armor to come and like sing to me at the bedroom window or something yeah, sure. and I was like I'm it's not going to happen like he's you not know, he's not
2: coming to ser- serenade me
3: yeah not, no no mm-hmm. one's coming like I'm on yeah. my own here yeah and so it's just it's really having to find pieces of me and sometimes I have yeah. to dig a little harder than I anticipated
2: mm-hmm. yeah you know I think Kate, you are teaching your daughter so much about resilience right now, and you know, from what you're telling us, I I can hear that that she is embodying a lot of that already. Um, <laughs> but I think that there is something to be said for letting go of the ideas of the pretty pictures and the you know the holiday cards that we send out that looked all look all great and oh perfect, God, yes. and <laughs> and just the fantasies that weren't the reality. Like how many yeah. of us have been in the felt sense of what is the truth of what is happening versus the pretty pictures that we're mm-hmm. showing the world. And I think there's just something so beautiful about teaching not only our children but you know embodying for ourselves like the truth is better. It's not always pretty. Sometimes it's actually so messy, but so much more painful. There is just so much more power in the truth, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Yes. Mm. It's the uh, Christmas card thing. I've already been struggling with that. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. I feel it's like About that time where we would
1: start planning it I feel it out. you. <laughs> well, the good thing is, is that I feel like a lot of people's Christmas cards are going to be screwed up this year because COVID. <laughs> yes. So maybe That's you can so pass. True. <laughs> I think you know, I do. Look, I mean, okay, this. I mean, not that you expected this, but I know this is one of those things we can't. We can't solve it in, in a thirty minute chat. Oh, what yeah. we can do, right, is remind ourselves, ground ourselves, put it out there for other people, I think, to also hear um, and, and learn from, right? And, and kind of roll around in it with you, whether it's actually physically with you or not, but it's, yeah. I think it's, this is it for you. I think it's these breadcrumb moments. And sometimes it's overwhelming to Danae's point. And sometimes it's like, oh my God, you know, I just, I want to connect with myself. I need a minute. I wish I could fly to Bali. That's okay. That's all truth and reality. And again, holding attention to the opposites, you know, in this moment, I really feel like sushi tonight. And so that's what I'm going to have. And I don't have to ask anybody's permission for that. Um, and okay, that actually feels kind of good. And can both of those be true? Can I wish I could fly to Bali right now and be happy that I chose sushi for myself and I'm enjoying the taste of it? Yes, I can do both. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. so I think especially right now in this pandemic, when we can't do things like go to the Getty alone, those yeah. are going to be your breadcrumbs.
2: Yes. I love you describing yeah. it as breadcrumbs be, um, because it does feel like the thing that I can hold on to right now in a time when that is what we need a little bit. It's like mm-hmm. the, the hope that I hold on to um, about what my life is continuing to evolve into. Mm-hmm.
1: And what do the breadcrumbs mm-hmm. lead you to? right yeah we well, think i love of that. stories and we think of myths like the breadcrumbs lead you that. to the thing mm-hmm. yeah and you have to follow the breadcrumbs you're picking yeah. them up as you're going and eventually yeah. you come out of the clearing and there's a yeah. the candy house or there's yeah. you know beautiful waterfall or whatever mm. the thing is but the point is is these are on the path for a reason yes yeah leading you towards the thing
3: right yeah that's such a cool analogy i'm gonna i'm gonna use that vanessa
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> me too v I love it. Um, Well, Kate, we just really appreciate you coming on to talk to us because I think what both Vanessa and I know is that there are so many, I will not even say women, but just like people that are sort of struggling with, I know that this isn't the truth. This isn't the highest truth for my life. You know, the most true, beautiful life I can imagine for myself. And just you sort of speaking to you know, your courage and what you have done for yeah. yourself. I just, I applaud you. I'm in awe and I'm yeah. really grateful that you um, were willing to share with us. So and the you. fact, by the yeah. way, I think
1: what people are going to take from this, I have a feeling that there's going to be at least one person out there that's going to think to themselves, oh, I can be the one to walk away and mm, still yeah. be in pain. Yeah, still okay that it's the hardest thing I'm ever going to do or that I'm going to feel more pain, like you said, than I've ever felt before. Because yeah. guess what? That's allowed. Even if you are the one to make the choice, it's allowed, right? And what does Glennon Doyle say in her book? She says there's no such thing as one-way liberation. Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah. Oh,
1: that's good. Yeah. So you might have been the one to physically walk out the door, right? But we know that there was liberation past just you in this scenario, I'm sure.
3: Yes, there was. And that's something I have to remind myself of a lot. Um, And I think, too, I, I will tell people that, like, I know for me, I had to get to a point of like forgiving myself, Mm -hmm. not necessarily for even walking away, but for being in that relationship for so long. Mm -hmm. Um, And for what, you know, I don't think it's ever pretty when you walk away. I mean, it just isn't, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, it gets really messy. And so I, I got to forgive myself. And there was just a moment where I realized that's what I needed to do. Um, And I know that moment was extremely freeing for me. Mm -hmm. I'm realizing that that was like something that I had to work
1: on. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for that. That's, I think that's going to be powerful for somebody to hear. I hope so. Wow. well we really appreciate you coming on this was this is a good yeah. conversation and mm. and you know keep us posted you know email me and let us know yeah, how yeah. you're doing we'd love to hear from you and especially as we come out of this hopefully hopefully in the next few months or so i know
3: i know fingers crossed uh, yeah. yeah and yeah well thank you ladies i love this podcast so i was excited to be on it uh, thank
2: we're you on. you take care
1: Thanks for joining us for this episode of Cheaper Than Therapy. If you enjoyed
2: today's episode, be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts.
1: And if you want to connect with us, you can find us on Instagram at Vanessa S. Bennett and at Danae Logan Selkin.
0: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well...